Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Elaine Podcast. I am your host, the one and the only Emisha, and we are ending our Black History Month special off today. Um, this is our part eight. We have been talking all month of February about Black History moments. I have been sharing some stories with you all um, about different figures and different organizations and just different things in general about the Black culture and just learning a little bit more about um, what it means to be Black and learning our history and learning about some of the things that we have been through. And I try to discuss a lot of things that I didn't learn until I went off to college. I wanted to talk about things that that we don't necessarily learn about in the regular school system and um, regular history classes and things like that. And even during Black History Month in schools, they didn't touch on some of the people or some of the organizations or some of the things that I learned while I was in college. So that's why I wanted to bring this onto my platform to talk about because it is something that needs to be discussed. And I plan on continuously doing this every year for the podcast, every February, talking about Black history moments. So for today's Black History Moment, I want to tell you guys about a young man named Peter Ogden. He was the founder of Odd Fellows Lodge for Negroes. So if you've never heard of Mr. Peter Ogden, please do your research because he was the founder of um, this organization, Odd Fellows Lodge for Negroes. Um, I'm not going to go too much in depth today about that organization, but I did want to share it with you all so you can go and do your own research, like I always say, about that organization and about Peter. Okay, a next figure that I wanted to discuss for this last episode for the Black History Month special is Mr. Burt Williams. Mr. Burt Williams is a entertainer entertainer and a comedian. Um, he was born in 1874 in New Providence, Nassau in the British West Indies. So he is from the Bahamas. So he is a bohemian. Um, it would be a bohemian American or something like that. I think that's how they identify as themselves, identify as bohemian American um, so, you know, that's that, but yeah, Mr. Burt Williams, he is known for his entertainment and his, um, comedy. So in the early 1900s, that's when he was doing his thing. So that's when he played a huge role in that. And also around the same time, almost around the same time, Claudie McKay was born in 1889 in Jamaica. And the reason why he is a key element in um, Black history is because he played a huge, huge role 
in the Harlem Renaissance. So if you don't know about the Harlem Renaissance, do your research about the Harlem Renaissance and you will definitely learn about Claudie McKay because he was a writer and a poet and he contributed to that time period of the Harlem Renaissance. So um, I didn't write down examples of his writings, um, but he does have books and poems and things like that. So take some time out and read one of his books or read one of his poems because he is a key element for the Harlem Renaissance. All right, and lastly, for today, I wanted to tell you guys about the Universal Negro Improvement Associ Association. So it was founded by um, Marcus Garvey. So if you do not know who Marcus Garvey is, please do your research. I'm going to pull up right about now some information about Mr. Garvey. African for Africans is a chapter that is inside of the Portable Harlem Renaissance Reader, edited by David Lewis. And so um, Marcus Garvey's um, writing, Africa for Africans, is on page 17 through 25. Okay. So a little bit about Marcus Garvey. So Marcus Garvey, like I said, was born in Jamaica. He died in London. Um, he's from the West Indies. And pretty much with the UNIA, he formed a group where he was able to bring Black people together to force politics. Marcus Garvey um, and the Universal Negro Improvement Association, pretty much they started to have different chapters throughout cities all over the United States of America. And um, I still can't get the name of this organization right for some reason. Universal Negro Improvement Association is known as the largest and most powerful Black nationalist organization the world has ever seen. And when people were um, seen in the uniform that the UNIA had, they were seen as powerful. Um, that uniform pretty much meant something and it showed that they are a part of a union a part of a group that is demanding their power back and they're they're coming together to take hold of what's right and so um in 1924 they had a parade and in the front of the car the banner for the car stated the new negro has no fear and so that slogan was the slogan and the quote that they went by and that was their mission to 
let the other people know that they are not afraid and that they are willing to do whatever it takes to get whatever it is that they are trying to do, whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish. So go ahead and do your own research on the Universal Negro Improvement Association founded by Marcus Garvey. And do a little bit more more research about Marcus Garvey personally on his personal side outside of that, because just his story period is phenomenal and it's just a story that deserves to be told. All right. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you give me five stars and leave a review. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and you have to search Amisha for the Elaine podcast to come up. All right, let's talk about it. Knowledge is power. Um, throughout this semester, taking my second African-American studies course, which is called African Diaspora, I am learning the significance of what education is and I just want everybody to understand that knowledge is power and that knowledge is the one thing that nobody can ever take away from you it's something that once you have it is yours and it's like a secret weapon that we can use and the reason why I'm so passionate about knowledge and education is because once upon a time that was something that as black people we were told that we couldn't have an education was something that a black person necessarily didn't get a chance to get um the only people who were able to really read and write were the black people who were in the houses and I don't want to say the 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 other term but y'all know what I'm talking about so if you pretty much weren't in the house nine times out of ten you weren't learning how to read and you weren't learning how to write so the fact that now we're able to read and write and learn and um choose which career path that we want to do I feel like that's something that we need to understand that it's a privilege. It's something that um, once upon a time that it was said that we didn't deserve, deserve to have it. And then you got to think about during segregations, not only did, you know, white students and black students couldn't go to the same schools, you know, different programs and different other things weren't the same. And, We were getting taught different things because they felt like we were not smart enough. Honestly, white people felt like black people were dumb and they were lazy and they didn't have the ability to learn anything. So the fact that black people were able to, you know, desegregate schools and the fact that black people are now able to sit in the same classroom and ride on the same buses as other children. Um, It's amazing. It's amazing. So to me, knowledge is power. Education is power. Um, It is something that 
I'm thankful that the people before me have been able to come and make sure that we have the right to have an education. And it's just, just knowledge is power. It's just something that when you read textbooks from 18 the 1800s, we're learning about how black people were treated in the 1800s and the 1700s and the 1900s. And if it wasn't for them writing their stories and telling us our stories, then we wouldn't, you know, have that piece of text and that document to go back and show the evidence that, you know, black people did this and they did that, you know, because at the end of the day, if we didn't have that evidence, then white people can pretty much create the narrative that they want because, they control the pen. They control the stories that are being told. So now that we have the evidence and we have the documentations and the books and the text to prove that certain things went down, you know, now the story changed and we're able to write the story this time and we're able to tell the story this time. So that's why I'm so... You know, I get so excited about learning because knowledge is power. I've got a good little restaurant for y'all to visit. And this restaurant is located, they have two locations. They have a location in Atlanta and they have a location in Douglasville. It's called Finn and Feathers. It's a nice, cute restaurant. You can get your hookah, nice DJ, dance. I've been to both locations and they're pretty dope. The food is good. Whoever they have in the kitchen cooking for each location, they pick good chefs so you won't be disappointed. Um, I didn't really get a chance to try out too many of the drink options, so I'm definitely going to go back and try some more drinks. Um, and the hookah was really, really good. Visit www.theelainbrand.com. Shop our store. We have bundles, wigs, and lashes. Need to contact customer service? Make sure you email shop at theelanebrand.com. A trip down memory lane. So originally, I wanted to study aerospace engineering. And the reason why I originally was planning on going off to college and studying aerospace engineering is it's simply because that's what my parents wanted me to do. They wanted me to go into like the engineering field, the aerospace field, because not a lot of women um, is in that field. And that field is, you know, they get paid nice money in that field. So, I mean, I see why they would want that for me. But that's just not what I had in my heart. That's not what I wanted to do. So, but I honestly was interested in it because I'm great at math. I do okay in science. And I was just always fascinated by, um, like, the stars and the planets. And, like, I took astronomy in college. And that, would, that told me that maybe aerospace wasn't going to be right for me because when I think about aerospace, I would think, you know, 
astronomy would be one of the classes that I would have to take, right? So I end up taking that as my science when I needed to pick a science. And once I started taking that course, I was like, yeah, so I feel like aerospace wasn't going to be for me because I promise y'all it was by the grace of God that I passed that class. I don't even know how I passed my astronomy class would it be. I feel like what saved me was the fact that we had lab and I would get good grades on the labs. But when it came down to the actual course and taking the test, I did not do good. Like I remember the first test. I don't even know how, but when I was taking the test, I was like, I don't know what this is saying. And I was literally going down the scantron like A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D, because I honestly did not know, like, no matter how much I studied, no matter how many flashcards I made, no no matter how much I highlighted in that book, every time I took a test for astronomy, I promise y'all, it was by the grace of God that I got the grades that I got. I promise y'all, I promise y'all, I promise y'all. So that's why I just know, like, if I would have chose the aerospace route, I kind of, I honestly believe I would have been very, very disappointed in the choice that I made, but I ended up not picking it and going with what I wanted to go with anyways. So that was, you know, what I originally was going to go off to school for, um, you know, it's never too late. So, you know, maybe when I'm 30 or something, I might change my mind and might decide to go back to school. And I keep talking about this idea of me going back to school. And, and I, and I honestly have been thinking about it, like, Maybe in a couple years after, you know, I see how things are going with what I have planned now. If things don't go the way that I want them to, then I know I have other options. And I was thinking about maybe law school and maybe taking the law route or something like that. I don't know. I just feel like the sky is the limit after I graduate and I could pretty much do anything that I want. So... I don't know. I really don't know. But um, yeah, so that's when I thought I was going to be studying aerospace engineering. Call 678-460-6706. You can have a conversation with me about anything you want. You can promote your business, shout out your friend or family member, or ask for advice. Okay, so it's time for Amisha's Playlist. So let's pull up my playlist and see if I can get some songs on here for y'all. Okay. So where did I stop at? Okay, I think. Okay, so the songs for today number one we got fight for you by her um we also have pull up by cash page cash page um i feel like i said that word cash her name is cash page all right next to you by bryson tiller my window by Lucky Day, um, 
FWM by Tone Stith. Stith. I don't know how you pronounce his last name, but. And then Like I Want You by Giveon. So let's see what song am I going to sing for y'all today. I like how you look. Thank you. Tune in to the podcast on Apple Podcast. Um, all right, where I left off. Okay, so I was going through my playlist and I was supposed to be singing for y'all, but I don't know this song like that. So let's try to do a different one. Cause I can't play the music and you know do it at the same time. I just gotta it's going through the lyrics too fast. Dang. Okay. She said Waiting for you to pull up. Where you at, baby? Just like pull up. It's just a blunt or two. Getting loaded. Do you cush up? See the stars in your eyes when I look up. Look up. Go ahead. Lean your seat back. Hit the blunt, baby. You know I mean. I. You know I didn't mean that. Oh, oh, you like that? Think I need my phone? Yeah, I'll be right back. Right back. You can keep it low-key like we on probation. When you pull up, start acting complicated. Now we in the back seat, creamed out like Caucasian. Turn the music to the max, playing motivation. Eyes low, cherry pie, we faded. You'll be mine making different faces. The speaker's going dumb, different basses. Usher Raymond, baby. Usher Raymond, baby, got us trading places. Pull up, pull up, pull up. On me, on me, yeah. I've been down to ride. Oh, I'm your Coco. Oh, I like this part. Dang, why I keep doing that to me? Oh, I'm your Coco. Hold on. Oh, I'm your Coco, butter kisses, huh? Hoes be banging on my line like... <laughs> Why I keep doing it like that? Okay. Hoes be banging on my line like I'm missing some. A phone a phone work two ways, always flipping some. Give me the booze on the set, I'm cripplesome. Lately, you've been on my mind like crazy. Your heart's a fine, oh baby, oh baby, oh where you at? Pull up, pull up, pull up. Okay, yeah, y'all get it. Okay, so that's my impression of cash pay, cash. Why I can't talk? That's my impression of the song. Sorry for the the vocals, not really too good today. I don't even know if I'm gonna keep that in here. But if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. And I didn't get um yet another week episode without an advice letter but it's okay i'm giving it time giving y'all because i see y'all listening but y'all not writing in and tell me what i gotta do to make you comfortable for you to write on in 
and ask for some advice. I know y'all going through some things in y'all life and you're going to be completely anonymous. I'm not going to tell nobody your business and say, oh, such and such wrote into my podcast talking about woo woo woo. You don't even got to say any names or anything. Just basically tell me the scenario and then like ask a question. And there, that way I can like give my insight or just tell you about like what I would do if I was in a certain situation. So don't forget to DM me your advice letters or, you know, if you have a business, you can just email me like a little, like a little snippet like a little paragraph just talking about what it is that you do, how people can get in contact with you, real short and simple. And that could be your letter that you wrote in to me. And I'll be going live sometimes. So if y'all want to join in on the live and then y'all can comment y'all questions there. Um, you just got to pay attention to my page and follow me so that you can know when I go live. All right, so to close out this episode, um, stay in your lane. I asked on Instagram because I was thinking about what makes me unique. What about me stands out? Because I've been trying to figure out what it is that I need to do to get more sales for my hair company. So... I trying to figure out what it is about me that's unique and what it is about me that stand out. And the reason why that those two questions are so important to ask yourself as a business owner is because you got to think about your competition. You got to think about when you are a business owner, you got to think about your competitors. What are they doing to be successful? How are they getting sales? How are they getting people to continuously come back to their business and order um, with them over and over and over again? And that and the reason why people constantly um, come back to them or new people are constantly drove to them is because of what makes them unique and what makes them stand out. So when I asked this on Instagram, someone said that I am consistent. And I really, really appreciate that because that is something that I have really, really, really been working on is being consistent. And it's like, it's really hard sometimes because of everything else that I have going on, on top of me being a human being and having all this other stuff going on. So, um, yeah, I feel like Everybody needs to take a moment, regardless if it's not even about a business, because not everybody has a business and not not everybody uh, wants to be an entrepreneur. But just for other goals in your life and other things, if you are looking for this certain job, what makes you stand out? Why should that job hire you for that position that you are looking for? Um, or if it's in a you could apply that to a relationship. What's so unique about you and why do you stand out as to why he should stay with you after you did X, Y, and Z to him? Or vice versa, why should she stay in a relationship with you when you did X, Y, and Z to her? Like, what, what is unique about you and what stands out? Those are the two questions that I want you to ask yourself. What is unique about you and what makes you stand out? And 
I'm so glad that he said consistent because that means I've been doing something good and I've been working on my goal that I said that I set for myself for being consistent and making sure that I stay on top of the things that I said I wanted to do like the podcast like I have really have been doing a good job at being consistent with the podcast and I'm loving 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 it so with that being said thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the elaine podcast like i said at the beginning i am your host the one and the only amisha and i will see you guys in the next podcast Yeah. <laughs> Y'all tune in to Eli and I can't. I'm fucking never. That's a period.